Welcome, conversations that highlight fascinating ways people are impacting the lives of those who are vulnerable. Impact Conversations with Don Mansky. This Impact Conversation is brought to you by Made for Freedom, the social enterprise with products made by survivors of human trafficking and marginalization. Made for Freedom is fighting human trafficking with style. So glad you could join us today. Over the past several years, I have met some amazing people that are doing fascinating things to come alongside the vulnerable, to help prevent abuse of children and help restore those who have been trafficked. I have met some incredible people and that is where the idea for Impact Conversations came from. And today I am thrilled to introduce a good friend of mine, Kenneth Rogers Jr. Kenneth and I met at a conference several years ago and have been able to keep in touch a little bit. And we see each other at random conferences and he gives me grief like none other. Kenny is an author, nationally recognized public speaker, member of the RAIN Speakers Bureau, coach, husband, and father. He has a dual bachelor's degree in political science and English and a master's in education from John Hopkins University. He also has written and published 10 books. I'm thrilled to have him here today. So I'd like to thank you, Kenny, for being with us. Glad to be here. Thanks, Don. <laughs> so good to see you virtually. Yeah. And, you know, you, don't, you can't give me nearly as much grief now. You'd be surprised. I, I might be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I met you when you were promoting one of your books mm-hmm. and you have, I, I didn't realize at the time you have written 10, written and published 10 books. Yeah. So how would you, how would you describe the overall character or category of your books? Um, I wish I could, like they are all over the place. Like Literally, I just can't focus on one specific topic or genre. Um, I started off writing fiction, uh, very Ray Bradbury style, because uh, he is or was awesome. Uh, and then from there, I progressed into writing for um, survivors of childhood sexual abuse, mostly because I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Um, every single time that I, I write, in the past and the present has always been because of trying to sort of deal with my past trauma uh, in some way, shape or form. Uh, writing has always been sort of an escape. So even though I've written uh, speculative fiction, uh, young adult trilogy, sci-fi uh, and memoir, uh, all of them some way, shape or form deal with me trying to cope with understanding my own past and uh trying to move forward and heal and recover, even when I didn't realize I was doing it. So that's the only way I could possibly categorize every single book that I've written. Wow. So kind of self-therapy. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And coming alongside others. Yeah. That, that have experienced some similar things. So you have a lot of books about <clears throat> superheroes. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about how you incorporate superheroes and how you use superheroes to help survivors of childhood sexual abuse. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I started um, 
really focusing on getting better from my childhood sexual abuse and really coming to grips with it right around age 28. Uh, suffered a pretty bad mental breakdown and uh, ended up getting a therapist, uh, talking with the therapist, Susan. Still have her. She's awesome. Uh, so while we, are, while we were dealing with uh, trying to get better and trying to heal, uh, the book that we use is A Courage to Heal, uh, The Courage to Heal. That book is written specifically for female survivors of childhood sexual abuse. So while we were reading that book, uh, she would have to change the pronouns uh, to he, uh, him. And every time she would have to do it, and sometimes she would slip up, uh, every time that would happen, it would make me feel more alone and more isolated, even though she would remind me of the fact that there are other male survivors. Uh, one in eight actually is the, it's the ongoing statistic, but it's probably a, it's probably a different statistic. So I started getting the idea of actually writing for male survivors. Uh, I started off writing uh, my memoir, uh, Rape Black Male. Uh, the reason I chose that title was because at the time when I started writing, there was a lot in the news media about um, armed black male, um, hostile black male. Uh, it was a lot of negative press for for black males, and I wanted to sort of change the narrative. So I wrote um, wrote Rape Black Male. But I realized after writing it, like it was very therapeutic for me, but not very helpful for other male survivors. So while they may be, be be able to identify with my story, it still would put off some individuals. And I, I understood that. So I've always loved superheroes. And I really saw a lot of my own struggles and my own life in the superheroes that I loved. Uh, and as I started reading more of The Courage to Heal, along with other uh, books on um, cognitive behavior therapy, um, dialectical, uh, dialectical therapy, and so many different other forms of um, CPTSD and ACEs, um, adverse childhood experiences, I really saw the connection between these fictional characters and trauma. And it just surprised me how no one else was able to like really make that connection. And using superheroes to sort of explain the healing process, uh, coping mechanisms that male survivors really sort of fall in line with, with um, workaholism, hypervigilance, um, <clears throat> perfectionism, all those things can be seen in superheroes such as Superman, Batman, uh, or villains such as Lex Luthor with denial, um, or even self-harm uh, with some characters like Mr. Aziz who cuts himself every time that he commits a murder. So there was a lot in the, in the DC and Marvel universe that really coincides with the healing process. And uh, I wanted to explore that further. So I started writing. I started off with the Heroes, Villains, and Healing, which deals with all the DC uh, heroes and villains and, and how they can be incorporated in understanding the coping process. And then I moved forward from that in order to understand how to uh, heal from hypervigilance with how to uh, kill your Batman um, and how to conquer hypervigilance in order to pretty much save your Bruce Wayne. And the one that I just finished is how to master your inner Superman, which deals specifically with uh, perfectionism and the need to always uh, be more of a real man 
rather than just just be yourself. So um, superheroes, I think, are really great in helping male survivors really identify with their trauma uh, and sort of start to address it without having to really address it and talk about it as themselves because males, we really do not like to talk about our emotions or our feelings um, due to societal standards of what it means to be a real man. So it's superheroes are awesome and they're cool and they're fun to read and incorporate in your writing. <laughs> nice. Nice. So I'm at a recent conference where we saw each other and harassed each other. Yeah. Yep. We were able to go out and we were talking a little bit more about this. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had heard something about kind of using superheroes as well. And I mentioned something about Superman and how kind of like you just said, we can all relate. Like we all know these characters. Mm-hmm. Like we know so much about these characters that don't even exist. Yeah. Really. But something about kryptonite and how even Superman has a weakness. Yeah. And I remember you went, I, that was all I had. And you started in on like <laughs> five different kinds of kryptonite. What just, just rehash this conversation for me because I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So, uh, there's a thing called suds, um, which, <laughs> uh, therapists and counselors use in order to help, uh, survivors figure out where their emotions are. Uh, and I had the idea of using kryptonite in order for, uh, survivors to try and figure out where they are on the sud scale. So like the goal depends on what sud scale you use. Uh, oh, suds? Uh, the subjective units of uh, distress scale, uh, therapists use it to sort of get a gauge on where um, the survivor is and their heal, like their internal emotions. Um, depends on which one you use. So using kryptonite, you can sort of figure out like where the survivor is. So there's not just green kryptonite. Um, even though many people believe that there's this green kryptonite. Okay. I, I had no idea. There, there's a lot, right? So Superman, like, he gets too much green kryptonite, you know, he dies, he's dead. But there's black kryptonite, there's, there's white kryptonite, there's red kryptonite. Um, all these different forms have different effects on them, such as possibly making him more uh, loosey-goosey, like, like he's, all, like he's um, drunk. Mm. Um, there's some that, uh, there's gold kryptonite that actually takes away his super, superpowers. Um, and I use that to sort of describe how males, uh, and how survivors should be trying to get, they, they don't want to be numb. They don't want to, uh, be extremely hypersensitive, but they want to be in that golden kryptonite zone where they're still able to feel all their emotions. So they still should feel sad, happy, angry, um, the whole spectrum of emotions rather than just just one particular kind. Uh, because if you only feel one, then you're cutting off the other ones and you can't move down the healing process. So kryptonite is a really good way for um, comic book lovers to really feel like they can gauge where they are on the, on the sud scale. Nice. Thanks. Nice. And, and now we all know that there are several colors of kryptonite. Yeah. 
because everyone should know that. Everyone yeah. should know that. Yeah. But I mean, how cool to be able to take something that seems very distant. It's, it's like you said, no one, I, some people have an easier time talking about themselves mm-hmm. and their own issues. But I think with men, we kind of expect them to be aloof and just, you know, just deal with it. And I love the idea of being able to take on this persona of these superheroes that that we've grown up kind of admiring and modeling after and, you know, kind of idolizing mm-hmm. and seeing that even they have weaknesses. And, and flaws, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it's amazing. I love I love what you're doing with all of that. So you're working on another book currently. You're researching and writing a new book. So How to Save Your Inner Wonder Woman really is for my wife, Sarah. Um, so it's for caregivers of uh, survivors of childhood sexual abuse uh, because like, they need help too. For every survivor or victim of childhood sexual abuse, there's someone that they know that is trying to help them to heal and get better. So this is really to try and help them to understand that they need to take care of themselves too. Uh, Talking about trauma stewardship and how to not be a a bull, but a sieve to allow the trauma that they sometimes absorb from the people that they listen to uh, to let it flow through them rather than let it absorb into them. Um, because if they do, it results in burnout. Uh, it results in compassion fatigue and secondary, uh, secondary traumatic stress. So if you practice these, these tools in order to make sure like, Hey, it's okay for you to get help too. And talk about if you had a difficult a difficult time with someone that you're trying to help heal, it's okay to talk. It's okay to get better. It's okay to express your frustration. Like you don't have to be Superman as well. Um, So this book is really for uh, people like my wife who are helping other male survivors. Uh, People like Susan, my therapist, who is helping other survivors as well. Uh, It's probably the most difficult I've written book I've written because uh, I'm used to writing for male survivors, and this is more for anyone who is helping um, survivors of childhood sexual abuse, whether that's male, female, or or otherwise. So this is sort of out of my comfort zone, uh, and I did not know that much about Wonder Woman. Like, I, I knew a little <laughs> bit about her, uh, you know, the, the golden lasso, the invisible plane, uh, but I've, I've learned a lot, and she's pretty awesome, right? Like, <laughs> nice. So. This book is 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 really for them um, in order to know that they got to take care of themselves too. That's great. I mean, is it how do you see a timeline for when this might be out and available? Yeah. So if the um, COVID nineteen continues the way that it does, and these uh, lockdowns continue, I'm I'm hoping to have a draft done within the next month because it's just me and my daughters and my wife stuck in the house. Uh, so I'm spending a lot of time writing. It was scheduled to, to be done and written hopefully by 
December 31st. Uh, but with everything that's happening, I'm, I'm hoping to have it done before the beginning of the summer. So possibly by September or November, it might be available for sale. Wow. That would be cool. Yeah. So have you, what kind of responses have you had to your books? Oof. It's been all over the place. Mm. So, um, online, um, I've got a few ads running. Um, I, I get a lot of, well, not a lot, but I get some pretty negative things from mm. male survivors. Uh, not just about my name, how it's a country singer, uh, that, that does happen occasionally. Uh, but also, um, just pretty rude and hateful things. Sometimes I get cursed out a little bit, uh, saying how, you know, superheroes aren't really meant for that. Um, real men just, just push their emotions away. Mm. Uh, I, I just delete it because other survivors, they don't really need that in their healing process. They don't really need to know it, uh, know that those people really exist. Um, I do get some, some pretty positive comments from, from, from therapists, um, counselors, uh, but mostly it's, it's just confusion from a lot of people because they, they get confused in, in the fact that males are sexual, sexually abused as well. They get, they get confused and they say, wait, that, that really happened. So they don't really know what to say. Um, so they, they, they don't really say anything when I say like, oh yeah, I write books for male survivors using superheroes. They say, oh, cool, 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 cool. And then they, they go off and they <clears throat> start talking about themselves. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it, it's sort of a mixed bag, uh, but it doesn't really matter that much what people think because um, I've gotten a lot of male survivors that have just reached out to me and, and uh, women survivors as well, just reach out and just comment and say, hey, it's really cool what you're doing. Um, keep it up. And I know there's plenty of people that still, like I'm, I'm not gonna hear from or talk to that I, I know that I'm helping. Um, my friend, Michael Gomez, who is uh, an awesome uh, therapist who works in Texas, who really has helped me out in understanding superheroes and, and which books to read to make sure that I'm getting my information correct because I'm not a therapist. I'm, I'm, I am, <laughs> I have not studied any of this. I am a survivor who has researched and just trying to help. So I want to make sure that I do more good than harm. Uh, mm -hmm. So he's really helped me out and helped point me in the right direction of understanding which books to research, read, and I send him what I've written. And he's like, oh yeah, you got that right. Um, nice. Like with the Sud Scale, the, him and uh, my other friend, James, they, they really let me know like, hey, there's two different kinds of sud scales. You should mm. research both of them to make sure that I got it right. Um, so it's things like that to make sure that even though I may have a good intention of doing, doing good, it may not always work out that way. So it's having people like that in my corner that's really my cheerleaders to say mm. like, hey, you're, you're doing a good thing. Uh, I, I gave your book to another uh, male survivor and they, they, they really enjoy it. So it's, it's really for those people and for myself, uh, because I know that, I don't know, it's just a good thing to do. Mm. It's the, it's taking it to the far extreme of journaling, huh? 
Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Working through it <laughs> in yeah. an extreme way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, Kenny, thank you so much. I am, I'm excited about what you're doing. I guess I do have one more question. So after the inner Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. any, any thoughts on what we might see after oh, that? Oh, yeah, it's all mapped out. Yeah. Oh, it's all mapped out. Yeah. Do you want to give us a little preview? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So okay. um, after Wonder Woman, I'm working on Flash, which is no. dealing specifically with workaholism uh, and uh, the need to reduce your amount of stress and anxiety uh, and be happy in the moment because Flash, he's always moving, right? Like that's, that's workaholism. Like you just got to keep moving. But He's a part of the speed force, but there's also a still force. I'm going to pretend like you know what that is, but you don't. I um, did watch some Flash. Oh, look at you. But I don't know what the still force is. <laughs> no, no, it's it's new. I'm just learning what it is too. So it's okay. like the opposite, like pretty much meditation. Like mm. knowing that you can be calm and still and still be doing something that, that's bettering yourself rather than always moving. And then after that, I believe I'm working on... Um, uh, Green Lantern. Um, oh. Because everything I just said about the Sud scale and the different uh, kryptonites, same thing with the Green Lanterns. Like there are different uh, colored rings of Green Lanterns that have different effects on, on people. Uh, so really exploring that will really allow, I haven't really fully developed that one as much because again, I don't know as much about Green Lantern. I mean, I know Jon Stewart and I know how Jordan and uh, some of the other ones that are in there that sort of develop the the mythos of the the lanterns but that requires a lot more um research and then after that i'll start getting into marble nice yeah okay so you've got a few options to choose from yeah in the future yeah yeah i, I think i think your plate will be full for a long time of course that, that's how <laughs> i like it like more more entrees coming just just eating them up mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah great well, again, Kenny, thank you so much. I'm, I'm excited about what you're doing and, and the, the group that you are connecting with. It's, it's such an important, it's such an important piece of this. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for sharing your heart and your thoughts with us. And thanks for what you're doing for male survivors. Um, a very un, underrepresented group. But thank you. Yeah. Um, if you would like more information about upcoming impact conversations or you have a suggestion for a future guest, you can subscribe, follow, and nominate by clicking on the link below. Thank you so much for joining us and keep looking for ways you can positively impact our world. Don't forget to subscribe and join us next week for another Impact Conversation.